0: Have you ever felt like you're just not interesting enough? Want to be the life and soul of the party? Have people hang on your every word? What you need is a pint of ice-cold charisma. Introducing new charisma Confidence in a glass. Brewed with the most popular hops and the wittiest barley. As little as two pints of charisma gives you the confidence to succeed in any situation. Heading out to the club with your best wingman? Load up on charisma You'll be beating them off with a stick. Got an interview at work for that big promotion you've been chasing? Nothing gives you the winning edge like four pints of charisma meeting the future in-laws for the first time. Sink a gallon of charismail and you'll make an impression that lasts a lifetime. Don't just take our word for it. Head to our website and read dozens of customer testimonials. Change your life today and insist that your regular watering hole stocks charismail. Available nationwide in selected outlets. From the makers of Winderless, Absinthe-Minded, and Merlot. 69% of customers who responded to our survey agreed that charismail made them feel like a coked up teenager. Results may vary. Drink responsibly.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Please take your seats. The show is about to begin. You
2: are listening to Blurred Wisdom, the Bad Advice Podcast. Three half-wits with microphones and a bottle of malt whiskey. What could possibly go wrong?
1: those of you who are new to the podcast, the format is very simple. We take listener problems and through an alcoholic haze, attempt to provide solutions. We then compare our advice with that of our tame AI chatbot, Amy, and decide whose advice was better. Sometimes we win and sometimes we lose. Either way, we usually have a good time doing it. The lifeblood of this podcast is you, the listener. Without your questions and problems, we are nothing. To that end, if you have a problem, conundrum, or question that you are grappling with, please get in touch and give us all the juicy details. You can be as anonymous as you like and the problems can be about anything at all. You can contact us in the following ways. Email helpme at blurredwisdom.com or you can send us a message on x slash Twitter at blurredwisdom or you'll find us on Instagram and threads at blurredwisdompod. We really, really look forward to hearing from you. Welcome to Blood Wisdom, the bad advice podcast. It's slightly different this week in that our tame Irish dolt was not available. Um, He's a reservist in the Leprechaun Army and he's been called up to marshal the uh, Derry Potato Wars. So uh, in place of Mark this week, we have uh, drafted in our lovely wives. Um, Say hello.
2: Hello. Oh, hello. Very
1: good. Uh, it was a big pair of shoes to fill, and uh, there's a lot of stupid stuff to be said, so we thought we'd need two people to replace him, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But it'll be interesting to have not just a woman, but two women's take on the questions. Um, I think Johan might have said in the previous episode that we were uncancellable. Well, our wives are here now, so we can be cancelled. <laughs> um, so without any any further ado, let me start with the first question. Riddle me this. I have an ongoing situation that has got way out of hand and I'd like your help in sorting it out. I think what I need is a reality check and a strong talking to. Whilst I'm interested in the AI take on this, what I really want is some no-nonsense human straight talk. Well, I think we've got the right people here for that today. Here goes. So, this tale begins towards the end of the COVID lockdown. As things were starting to return to normal, I continued to work from home. My business was, thankfully, largely unaffected by the pandemic, and as I already worked from home three days a week, the change was not that big for me. I'd grown used to keeping my own hours and working in my underpants and had no great desire to return to the office. My housemate, on the other hand, was gagging to escape. I'm not sure if it was the flat or just my flatulence that he was clamouring to free himself of, but one night, after one too many home-brewed ciders, I agreed that he could borrow my car for a few weeks until he got back on his feet and found a job. He had been made redundant as the government scheme to pay salaries had come to an end. In the beginning, he would ask me every time he wanted to use the car. It made no odds to me. We live in an area which is well connected by public transport, and I would actually rather catch a bus or the train than have the hassle of driving and then having to find parking at the other end. I actually don't even know why I bought a car in the first place. As time went on, Steve, let's call him Steve, took it for granted that I wouldn't object to him borrowing the car, and he began to treat it as though it was his. Sadly, this only extended as far as putting petrol in the car. When it was time for an oil change or a new set of windscreen wipers, it was most definitely my car. Steve eventually found a job which was out of town in a place not readily accessible by public transport. To his slight credit, he asked me if we could come to an arrangement about his long-term use of the car. I told him that I wasn't really happy about all the miles he would be putting on it and that after he was settled into his new job, he should get his own set of wheels. This was almost a year ago, and despite repeated, ever-stronger hints and even the odd drunken row. He is still driving my car to work five days a week. Last week, my sister flew in for a visit and she wanted to borrow the car to go and see the school friend one day. Steve said he didn't have enough notice to make other arrangements and on the day in question, the bastard got up extra early and took the car before either of us was awake. He's been a good mate for years, but this is just taking the piss. How do I get him to see that he's being a dick about this without losing him as a friend? I'm probably six or seven thousand pounds out of pocket overall with service bills, insurance and depreciation from the driving that he has been doing for free. Never mind the bad advice. Give me the good shit. Cheers, Mark. Not that Mark. Oh
2: gosh.
3: He's not a friend, is he? he's ripping him off. Taking him for granted.
4: I'd sell the car while he was away <laughs> for the weekend. If you're not using the car, just sell the car. Where's the car? I don't know. Sold it. Problem solved. He'll be angry for a day or two and then he'll have to buy a car because he can't get to work. Easy peasy.
2: Bianca. Mm, yeah but then you might be stuck with him I and mean, he's not going to pay rent because he won't have a job.
4: You'll have to make so a plan. So you will have a, a
2: leech. Or he's a already
4: a leech. He's already staying Yeah, off the
2: car, but now he's going to stay there for free. Also, because he won't be able to get to work.
4: I don't know how you just let somebody take your stuff for that long. I, I There's no scenario in my life that that works. I, this will happen to you. I will get myself. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs>
2: Definitely. For this question.
1: I'll have to sell the car. <laughs> yeah.
4: I think there's not just a conversation
1: yeah. to be had about the car, but they are sharing a flat, presumably that they're both paying for. I don't know how you continue in that relationship with your mate and flatmate when he's taking you for a ride over your car, and you're still living together.
4: Yeah, I think I'd pro- personally seven thousand pounds is a lot of money. There's no way. Yeah. If I'm not using the car, I'll just sell the car.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, he says he's living in a place that's well-connected with public transport. I can think you're completely right. Get rid.
4: Um, that guy's using the car five days a week. You're not using it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why But why then you? when and you get not to the point... point,
3: paying for anything extra other than petrol. So wait until it needs an MOT or anything else and then refuse to pay.
1: Yeah, don't do it. Um, he shouldn't be. He's being... But a... at the point where your sister comes and wants to borrow your car and yeah, she that's... can't have your car because... Cantyface has got it, and
4: um, oh, he's being a dick. Yeah, he's not
2: being a good friend.
4: He's your roommate. He's yeah. taking advantage of you. You're yeah. not mates. If you're having drunken rows over a car, it's not a friend. End it.
1: Should we listen to what Amy's got to say?
5: Yes, yes.
1: And then we can tell her how shit she is.
5: Well, honey, you've driven straight into the pitfall of passive aggression. First off, let me pop a cork for you. Continuing to thrive during the pandemic in your underpants. Now, that's a visual I didn't need, but hey, if you've got it, flaunt it. Now, as for Steve, whose name I imagine has been changed to protect the shameless, it seems he's adopted the what's yours is mine and what's mine is, well, also mine mentality. The audacity, and not even a little drop of oil in return. Oh, the nerve. But let's be real for a second, darling. You set the stage for this little drama. You've got two problems, Mark. The first, an ever hungry car eating monster named Steve. The second, a backbone made of overcooked spaghetti. Do you want to know what you do with spaghetti? You throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. If it doesn't, you cook it some more. Time to firm up that backbone, Mark. Step 1 Put on some pants. I'm serious. This is a metaphor, darling. When you're in your underpants, you're comfortable, exposed, and soft. When you're in pants, you're ready for action and maybe even a duel. Also, maybe skip the homebrewed cider before making decisions. Just a thought. Step two, take back the keys. Tell Steve to either start chipping in for the costs or to buy his own car. He's had a free ride, quite literally, for way too long. If he's been a good mate for years, he'll understand. If not, it's time to reconsider the company you keep. And if he argues, suggest he try public transport, I hear it builds character. Lastly, Mark, friendships are built on trust and mutual respect. And right now, Steve's making donuts in the parking lot of your trust. Park him in his place or send him packing. But always remember, darling, do it with sass, class, and a little bit of gas. From you, not the car. Kisses and car
2: keys.
1: Yeah. I yeah. strangely completely
4: agree with her yeah, advice, for I do completely. She's very darlingy
3: in
4: that one She's very darling I think three darlings, yeah. <laughs> I think both of them need to grow the fuck up. If you're sitting there in your underwear, working three days a week and you can't even have a conversation with your friend, it's time to move on. Yeah, the, fuck up. Those, grow up, yeah. Yeah, the fuck up. Yeah, R the fuck up. Grow the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Sell the car. Or get a new friend.
1: But there are plenty of people who don't want to have the confrontation and don't feel that that's I – mean, obviously, you're not one of those people, so you no. probably, you probably yeah. don't get that.
4: I wouldn't be miserable for months just to yeah. save somebody's feelings. And they're having drunken rows about it anyway. So you're having the fight, but you're not solving anything. I don't know. Just solve your own problems. Yeah. Stop complaining and do something.
1: Agreed. So I think we go with the A. R. advice. Yeah. Sort it out or cut him off.
3: Yeah, yep, grow a backbone. That's the thing he needs to do is grow the backbone because he obviously knows what he needs to do, but he can't bring himself to do it. But he needs
1: yeah, to. there's one or two questions like that tonight. Good, excellent. First question down. Well done.
3: That's a very um, gentle one.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we'd like to start.
3: Slide into it. Right. Gently. Well, hey. <laughs>
1: Several years ago, when I was going through a bout of back pain, I saw a discount offer at a local massage establishment. It was 20 pounds for an hour-long massage, which I decided was an offer too good to pass up, so I made a booking. I'd only previously had massages at spas in nice hotels, so I wasn't sure what to expect. I arrived on the day. The place was a bit rough and ready, but I didn't expect it to look like the Ritz. I was shown to the cubicle which contained the massage table. The guy said to get undressed and he'd be back in five minutes. I looked around and saw some hooks to hang my clothes on. I briefly hunted for the paper pants that would I would have been given in a spa, but found nothing. Unsure of bargain massage etiquette, I decided to put my best foot forward and let it all hang out. (laughs) After all, we were both testosterone-fueled heterosexual men. What could possibly go wrong? The little Filipino man returned and instructed me to lie on the table on my front. After being oiled to within an inch of my life, the torture began. He expertly found knots and tightness in areas of my back that I wasn't even aware existed. My face contorted in silent screams through the facial glory hole in the massage table. (laughs) As he moved to my legs, I became concerned that some of his finger strokes were getting dangerously close to my cinnamon ring. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Being British, I decided that the best thing to do was to say nothing and hope that the worst was over, keep a stiff upper lip and everything else flaccid. How naive I was. <laughs> After half an hour of this dubious pleasure, I was told to flip onto my back without so much as a half time orange. He proceeded to board me with the vigour of Hitler invading Poland in the 1930s. Leg and thigh strokes were administered with the back of his hands, ever higher until he was flicking my ball bag with every pass. I was screaming inside for him to stop, but I suddenly felt like an audience member in Jim'll Fix It, or a young friend of Oscar Wilde. Keep quiet, it will all be over soon, and we can forget this ever happened. His attention moved to the top of my quads, and due to many years of cycling, these were knotted to fuck. First he attacked my left leg from the knee all the way to the pelvis. With horror, I realised that when he got to the right leg, there was going to be a glaring conflict between his fervent hands and my terrified Johnson. As the moment of truth arrived, he delicately lifted my ever-receding manhood and placed it on the left thigh with the refrain, Let's move, Mr. Floppy. Oh my God. That was it. I was done. At this point, I may as well... well have been... Done,
2: done. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't say...
1: At this point, I may as well have been in an induced coma. I retreated to a safe place deep inside my head and started trying to calculate the time remaining on the cock. Sorry, clock. <laughs> I felt this was probably as bad as it was going to get. I mean, for fuck's sake. Short of slipping himself inside me up to the elbow, how could it get worse? I was about to find out. Hauling himself expertly up onto the massage table and placing himself between my legs, he lifted them up and over his shoulders, grabbing me firmly by the waist as he began violently thrusting pulling my groin firmly against him on each occasion (laughs) to release the tension in my back, he claimed. Oh my! Please, if there is a God, take me now. (laughs) I'm going to get bummed by a mini Buddha. (laughs) Thankfully, this was pretty much the final act in this sordid show. He peeled himself off me and told me I could get dressed. He said there were no washing facilities available at the massage parlour, but that his apartment was around the corner and I was welcome to go there with him for a shower. I politely declined the offer and pulled on my clothes as quickly as possible. In what I felt was a show of disgust and defiance, I tipped him another £20 and made my excuses to leave. He asked me to make sure I made another appointment to see him soon. I said I certainly would and recommended him to all my friends. (laughs) As you can probably imagine, I've never been back since and it sends a shiver up my rectum every time I drive past the place. I didn't get any kind of massage for a couple of years after this and then only at a five-star hotel spa. I have more recently been to a different budget massage parlour and had an entirely appropriate, if painful, massage without so much as a sniff of arse banditry. My question for you is this. Given that I was never going to react violently to this situation, although I feel that would have been a better course of action than what I actually did, which was nothing, how should I have dealt with this situation better?
4: Wow. Is it still sexual assault <laughs> if you pay for it? <laughs>
2: you were in a very similar situation.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a woman and you were there.
2: True. Well, yeah, true. But, um. <laughs> but,
1: um. And what did you do? I, <laughs> I you. assume somebody got punched.
4: No, I no. told her I, I was just sexually assaulted and I left. After? Yeah. After she
2: finished? <laughs> so yeah. So you let her carry on? Yep.
4: Well, she got close to my bum. I think, yeah, she might have put a finger close to my bum and I was like, ah, this isn't for me. But you I want to st- leave. You
3: left. So
2: could it have been an
3: accident? But I
4: left. Now, could have been an accident, but Bianca was on the table next to me, so you're yeah. we'll shaking finger as well. Uh, it yeah, was, it, was, it was in Nepal. It, it was, was weird. also quite weird. Very, very weird.
2: Yeah, I had things massaged that did not need massaging. <laughs> yeah. What was this? <laughs> in Nepal,
4: it was. Raise oh, yeah. the game It team. was all in Nepal.
2: Mm. Yeah, but I mean, we didn't say anything. We if just what happened
4: to him, finish. I. B- that, it, no. Yeah. There's no way. So, yeah. This.
3: So, uh, this person obviously made the first blinding mistake of taking their pants off without being invited to do so. <laughs> I don't know. Well,
4: that sent a message.
1: When you go
2: I think
4: for a different. massage.
2: Oh, I missed that bit.
4: I'm he sorry. Was did he
3: take
2: his pants off? He took Him. everything off. He, he was oh, naked. God. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the, the Filipino guy. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say. No, maybe did. It was
1: voluntary <laughs> nakedness. Which was, yeah. What, so normally, that was that was. So normally, if you go to if you go to the Ritz and have a massage, they give you little paper underpants that you put yeah. on. So I those
4: your... over my underpants. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Yeah. <laughs> Just Not to be be you me like I've only been, I've only had two massages in my life. I, I'll never go again. I don't like it. I don't like other people touching me. It's weird. No, I
2: love I love them, but the one in a pub
4: was a bit. You promised me before. Mind. I said, "What is it going to be like?" She says, you'll only be lying on her stomach. She will massage your back and it'll be over. And then she's the like, turn way. around. And I'm like, what is happening now? <laughs> this shouldn't be happening. She didn't say this was on the <laughs> that's menu. That's the
2: normal way to do it. Like, it doesn't, it's not supposed to happen, I feel like.
1: I'm a big fan of massage, but I'm not a big fan in my 40s of being Russell branded.
2: No. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I, I don't
3: know. That's just so many no's. Yeah.
4: Yeah, there's th- there are. The first problem is being British. You should stop that immediately. Yes. Oh, well, I completely <coughs> agree. Or, you guys are polite. Not,
1: if not to stop being British, to stop behaving, like the whole stiff upper lip, like it, not, it'll all be fine thing.
4: Not is.
3: wanting to upset him and put him off his... You should just said, that's enough. Or the person should have just said,
4: <laughs> you, that's you, enough. you almost willing to politely get raped, not to piss somebody <laughs> <laughs> off.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm going mean, I, to spare his feelings and get sexually assaulted because... The conversation is worse than the sexual assault. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and and, and did the guy? I
3: mean,
4: girl.
3: Yeah, but did the per- did are we, are we saying it's you or are we just pretending it's somebody else?
4: No, it's <laughs> him. Well, so, we, we can <laughs> tell it to know, me. Yeah, it's just it, yeah. it
3: was
2: someone else, Caroline.
3: <laughs> when this was occurring, did you realise that this is wrong or was it on reflection that you thought, hang on a minute, that was a bit dodgy?
1: No, it was the point where the hands were flicking against my scrotum.
4: But it sounded like it went on a long time after that.
1: Mm. No, it just
4: got worse. So I just kept th- thinking, it can't get any worse than
1: this, and then something else would happen. I'd be, fuck me.
3: Why the fuck did you tip him? Yeah. So weird. That's what you do. No, yeah, but that, no. that's encouraging. That's saying you, you've done a great job. Well done.
4: You've just My, created I a mean, rapist. It was an extra. <laughs> I, I, That's his origin story now.
3: Yeah, I, I the next <laughs> person that goes in now is going to get that and the finger. Don't, yeah, because he's thinking he's think going to get was a get his big first victim.
4: From it. To be honest, he's going to see a British passport and just start raping now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> you created a monster.
4: I created a monster. So, yeah, what, yeah. what do
3: you think you should have done differently then? You must have thought about this over the years. Yeah, I have.
1: Let's listen to what Amy has okay, to say, okay. and then and then we'll chat some more. Amy. Oh, Amy, please help how me. How many
3: darlings are you going to get? Uh, She's going to just call you lock face. <laughs> <laughs> you twat.
1: She's not rude like you. Oh. Right, here is um, Mr. Floppy.
5: Well, darling, it seems you found yourself in quite the tangled situation. Honestly, if I had a quid for every Mr. Floppy story I've heard, but yours is truly one for the books, and to think all you wanted was to soothe a bad back... Talk about getting more bang for your buck. And by bang, I mean, well, let's not rehash the intimate details. Firstly, my starry-eyed spa-goer, I commend you for your absolute composure and peak British resilience. Facing the enemy and still tipping them? What a maverick move. It's like accidentally walking into the wrong bathroom, seeing someone in a compromising position, then deciding, oh, maybe I should dust the toilet seat for them. But let's cut to the chase. Next time, and I sincerely hope there isn't a next time of this variety, use your voice. Channel that inner Sir David Attenborough and calmly narrate what you're experiencing. And here we see the masseuse venturing dangerously close to territory marked royal property. A bold move, indeed. But in all seriousness, there's a point where polite society rules can and should be thrown out the window. Your comfort and personal boundaries are paramount. So if you ever find yourself in another Twilight Zone spa, shout out a safe word. I suggest crumpets. Lastly, remember that hindsight is 2020 You've learned, you've laughed, hopefully, and now you've got a rip-roaring story to share at pubs, or perhaps more wisely, in more intimate company. But please, for the love of all that is British, Keep a tight grip on those paper pants next time. Keep calm and massage on with Clear Boundaries. Your giggling guru, Amy.
2: I love
3: Amy. If that happened to a woman,
4: somebody would have been in jail. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: true. Oh, yeah. 100%. But I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't have said anything, also, because I'm just too polite. No, no. I, still, I, mean, I don't cool. never want to hurt anyone's
1: feelings. But where's where where do, you, where do you draw the line? So, well, if you went, went for the you shower, wouldn't...
4: you probably would have ended up paying his rent. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, there, there was
1: no doubt in my mind that the invitation for a shower was invitation for a shower and
2: lots well, of ass sex. <laughs> yeah.
4: Ah, uh, that's a weird way to find out you're a bottom. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was wondering who was going to be The top of bottom mm. yeah, yeah. You He was the bottom.
1: Never, never really considered any of that <laughs> I'll be honest
4: That's your origin story as well <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm happy to say that it's not progressed from there so. oh.
4: but, uh, it's Maybe you s- should start taking charge next
3: time. <laughs> I actually won I think that I saw it And I, l- I showed it to you because I was signed ah, up to so you US, delivered. So yeah, I'm you delivered sorry. me to my fate. I offered you up for...
4: has that affected things at home?
1: <laughs> well, she's only just reminded me of that, actually. So <laughs> we'll see. I'll probably get some therapy. We'll be fine. So here's a short one for mm-hmm. now. Um, That's
3: what he said. Ha, 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 ha. Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: Thank <Mr>. you, Vicka. <laughs> We've got two nicknames now. We got Winston and Mr. Floppy. <laughs>
1: This is from a lady. For the past year, I've been visiting a man for piano lessons. But what actually happens is we just have sex. I honestly don't know how it all started, but I know I pay him £20 every other Thursday for sex in his music room. After an hour, I pull on my clothes and I leave. I'm a married woman and I feel equally thrilled and guilty about this. Moments after leaving his house, I feel terrible, but then I can't wait to go there again.
4: What's going on? You're a terrible human being. What's yeah. going on?
2: Yeah.
4: And how's the guy right 20 pounds for everything? I think some of these people are overpaying for the prostitutes. <laughs> um.
1: I think this is actually a genuine UK resident. Um,
2: and what happens if her husband asks her to play the actual
1: piano?
2: <laughs> like, yeah. How are this <laughs> <play>? Um mm-hmm. <laughs> It's going great.
1: Chopsticks can sound great. <laughs> I think that technically makes him a prostitute, doesn't it? She's paying him 20 quid every other week for sex.
3: A very cheap
2: prostitute.
1: Yeah. Well, he's probably just. Uh, the cash is probably an extra mm. that he wasn't bargaining on. He'd probably continue the relationship, I would imagine, um, without payment. Wonder if he's married? That's a good question.
2: I wonder if they do it on the piano. Right? <laughs> <laughs> least there's some lesson in it. Like bang if you, bang. If
4: you if you pay twenty quid for the lesson, it's not a grand piano. Let's be honest. It's, <laughs> yeah, a, it's a keyboard.
2: That's true, actually. But what's happening is she's she, she obviously like a not getting it at home, or she needs some excitement in her life.
0: how did it start? Was it like
3: she was? He was showing her his hands on top of her hands. Yeah, on the piano, and, and
0: they then they
3: were was brushing, like, mm. and they got a little bit too. I wonder mm. how
4: it started, yeah. It's Somebody's green. been reading too many novels.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i it's
4: was just wondering. Yeah, because it
2: has to how
3: it,
4: it, it sounded a bit like we were, we were migrating into
1: Fifty Shades of Grey there. <laughs>
3: no, it's very bad. She's a very, very bad lady. Yeah. She's not a lady. You said it was a lady.
1: Oh, oh, yes, sorry. A female of the opposite sex. Yeah. Right, well, let's listen to what Amy's got to say about Tinkling My Ivories
5: dear seeking a different key. Well, it seems you've stumbled upon quite the unexpected musical journey, and it's clear that your piano lessons have taken an unusual twist. Your story is like a dramatic piano composition with highs and lows, but it's time to find a new tune for your life. First and foremost, let's address the elephant in the music room, It's quite evident that your piano instructor is teaching you a melody that's not listed in the standard repertoire. While I'm all for exploring one's passions and hobbies, it seems that your lessons have become more like a clandestine concert. Here's a crescendo of advice for you reflect on your feelings. Take a moment to sit down at your metaphorical piano and ponder your emotions. It's natural to feel a mix of excitement and guilt in such a situation. Understanding your motivations can help you navigate this complex piece. Communication is key. Just as in a musical duet, communication is essential. It's high time to have an open and honest conversation with your piano instructor. Share your concerns and let him know that the piano lessons have veered off course. Seek support. Remember that you don't have to play this solo. If you're struggling with the guilt or finding it challenging to put an end to this arrangement, consider seeking guidance from a therapist or counselor. They can help you work through your feelings and provide strategies for moving forward. In the end, it's vital to find a harmony that works for you, one that doesn't leave you feeling out of tune with your own values and commitments. So, it's time to close the music book on these unconventional lessons and seek a new melody for your life. Wishing you a future filled with harmonious choices, Amy.
4: That's absolute bullshit. Yeah. You're not
1: Lisa a victim? He's a husband in this equation. do not she's, a victim. I don't no. think
4: she's struggling with the guilt. No, she's not. She's going back. She's not she's a victim as well. She's feeling guilty
2: when she comes out, and then she's going back. When she comes out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she should just, she should obviously quit the piano lessons. Yeah.
3: Um, so did it say she's married?
1: Yes, she is married. Does yeah. it say
3: he's married?
1: It doesn't say that he's married or not. Okay, I don't think that's necessarily. That doesn't make it, it really,
4: worse no, or no, no, better. I just I yeah,
2: but, but she shouldn't have a talk of the piano instructor about what he's doing. No, she, she
4: should she have talk, talk with to her husband,
2: husband about hmm. what she's doing. I feel like get some
4: paperwork started. <laughs> yeah, that be said, yeah, 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 yeah immediately. immediately.
1: Yeah. yeah, shack up with the piano instructor by all means, but. Mention it to the husband.
4: She should you send yeah. a number, I'll phone her husband.
2: <laughs> yes, we'll do it, we'll do it for
4: her. We'll do it live on the show. What
2: do you think?
1: I think she should buck her fucking ideas up.
2: I think she should learn to play the piano. For but real. I think that, not
1: an interesting point sure. that you raised. That what if the husband says, Oh, what have you been learning?
2: That would be interesting. She,
4: yeah. the poor husband, he probably bought her a piano. Yeah, and she saw a new hobby. He's paying for the fucking lessons, most probably.
2: Yep.
1: He's you obviously sideways. don't know what the situation is. It might be that he's a piece of shit and he's doing the same thing to her. But I feel that if that had been Two the case... That, all of that. I know, but I also bad. feel like if that had been the case, that might have been mentioned in the in the question. You know, my and if, yeah, said, she feels, she
2: if she feels guilty about it, then the husband is probably not too bad. It's like some really bad porn. <laughs>
1: it porn might be like some really good porn, I don't know.
3: <laughs> 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 I can't imagine... Piano teachers aren't normally... The sexy type.
1: I was thinking blind if that's piano tuners, isn't it? <laughs> piano piano tuners, tuners are usually blind. Are,
3: yeah, but piano teachers are not normally kind of like And quite old, I was thinking think. They're usually yeah, yeah. So
1: I've never had a piano teacher so I can't. Wait, say. Where is
3: I had a piano a teacher. teacher. I never never
1: had or had a piano teacher.
3: My piano teacher was called Ray.
1: Really? Yeah. Did he did he make you juicy?
3: No. Uh. Oh my god, I was I gave up when I was fourteen.
2: So... Why, Caroline? Because...
3: Sexual
1: uh, tension.
2: (laughs) Mine was a woman, so I'm safe.
3: Well... (laughs) And he always used to do this thing where he cleared his throat. He used to make this disgusting noise. Oh, did he? Or like... No, he he sniffed. He did like a...
2: (coughs) Sniff. Oh, we know that sound all too well, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it made me feel sick.
1: Okay, so the advice is...
2: Stop doing it. Talk to your husband.
1: Stop fucking
4: the piano teacher.
0: Yes, definitely. And sort your life out. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah.
4: Pay him more than 20.
0: <sighs> Remember to tip the guy. If you want guy. to continue. <laughs>
2: Leave him yes. tip. Of...
1: Next time, go to a high-class piano teacher. Hit <laughs> a
4: five-star all.
1: I probably should have done this before we started, but um, I'd like to say thank you to every sad sap that's downloaded the podcast, and there have been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, and a lot of them, for reasons unbeknown to me, are in the U.S., um, so thank you and welcome and I don't know why you enjoy what we do but I hope you enjoy this diversion from the, the normal this week
4: send us your problems
1: send us your problems please yeah that that's what we need the most is nice juicy
3: problems nice yes. juicy
1: problems I mean, no, no problem is too big or too small for us to dissect and make a no, mess don't send off. the
4: easy ones
1: no don't give us the easy ones we want the hard shit um, and I'd also like to know why you don't say the H in the word herb <laughs> <laughs> what is with this herb shit? You don't say hotel. So um, why don't they say herb?
4: Craig always got me Craig.
1: Oh, Craig. Yeah. Like Craigslist. Craig. Yeah. Um, it's Craig. Yeah. Craig and herb. Get your shit together. Um, <laughs> or explain to me why you don't say those letters. On you know, I know American There's English is, is a poor substitute for English English.
3: There's another one that I can't think of. Aluminum. Um, yes.
1: Yeah, aluminum, nuclear the spelling.
4: You took a language and then you just dropped the hard letters. Harbour colour. You can't just omit things. That's a you thing. Let's <laughs> see what you did there. Yes.
3: A route. <laughs> route, not root.
1: Route, and not root. Yes. Sort your language out. Well, we're rattling through these tonight. So here we are on question number
0: four. Question, question,
1: question four, we're normally three hours in yeah. and totally shit-faced. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to that end, I'm totally sober. So could I please have a large alcoholic spirit-based drink? And then we'll carry on. <laughs> I really want a murder confession on here. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: I mean, you know, be, an, be
1: an, nice. an anonymous murder confession would be great. Please, imagine please like, send it to me anonymously. I
4: promise not imagine be like a in. base serial killer on the wall. How many people he's killed? Because the best ones haven't been caught yet. No, of course not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We only hear about the ones that fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I completely agree. The, the best serial killers it. totally are unknown because... It
2: doesn't really have... Do you value. think you get like
4: a taste for it? Like you've done it once and the second time will be easier. Oh, yeah. And the third time will be easier. everything then... gets
2: easier the more you do it, anything.
1: This seems like a good opportunity to remind you that you can send your problems, conundrums, questions murder confessions to us by email help me at bloodwisdom.com on x slash twitter at bloodwisdom, and on instagram or threads at blood pod
4: why do british people complain so much because
1: we've got a lot, to, got complain a lot to complain about have you been no, to you our don't. country
4: i think you guys complain so much because you don't have real problems
3: it's because everything changes so quickly. So we complain about the weather because we don't get used to it being cold and we don't get used to it being You know hot. other countries
4: have weather as well. Not like <laughs> the UK. <laughs> Not Nobody like really <laughs> about the weather. like.
3: like
4: no. Not like the UK. You guys, you guys have like two days in a year that you go, yeah, this is all right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I can of this. And then it's either too hot or too cold.
4: I yeah. used to
1: work outside. I used to dig holes in the road for a while and then i cut down trees for several years and i reckon there are three or four days a year in the uk that are ideal for working outside outside of that it's too hot it's too cold it's too wet it's too dry no it's never too dry it's too dusty it's too it's it's just always shit
4: i saw south africans like that went with me that went under completely that basically almost went insane because of the weather they just couldn't handle the, the gloomy weather and the mm, rain. You see, so that's why just, just, we talk I about the weather. I, it, really. oh, I can't wait for the FY one next weekend where all those British people are just going to complain about the weather on Sky Sports <laughs> for like three days. Oh,
2: yeah.
4: Oh, it's so hot. It's so hot. Yeah. yeah, you set the date, you motherfuckers. <laughs>
1: right, let's crack on with question four. Yes. Ombrés, I have a problem that I think maybe you can help with. Even if not, I'm interested to hear what your chatty-chatty, chat 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 bot lady has to say about it. (laughs) I'm in my mid-twenties and I've been living with my girlfriend of two years for just under a year. She's a few years older than me and I recently met her very large, judgy family for the first time. Although I never saw myself settling down at a young age, I've fallen head over heels for her and I would be really shocked if we didn't end up getting married and starting a family. My problem is that I have a secret that threatens to destroy everything I hold dear. I want to tell her about it, but she's from a pretty staunch religious background and I know that she'll run a mile if I utter a single word about it. Okay, just don't do it. Uh, When I was at university before I knew her, I would go out on student discount nights and regularly get wasted. One pound a shot, fill me up bartender. And there is the problem. One night when I was quite worse for wear, my friends went on from my usual haunt to a club. I already felt pretty rough and decided I'd get an early night. This early night ended up with just me and the barman at our local and we just hit it off. As far as I'm concerned, I'm straight as an arrow. But on this particular night, I ended up riding his disco stick like Frankie (sighs) Tattori winning the Epsom Derby. Over the following year, this recurred a couple of times before we went our separate ways. Honestly, I'm not even 100% sure what his name was. I stand by my statement that I'm straight. I've never so much as glanced at another man in a sexual way before or since. Nonetheless, keeping this from her is eating me up. But how can I stand up in front of God, make my vows, knowing that it's based on a lie? If I tell her, I lose her 100%. I don't expect you to solve this problem for me, but I'd really appreciate some advice. For obvious reasons, I don't have anyone I can talk to about this. Thanks,
4: N.
3: Easy, there's no God. Say the (laughs) vows. As long as he means it to her.
4: She just did a bad (laughs) flip. Huh?
3: Oh, sorry.
2: (laughs)
1: Ooh. Well, that was awkward. Let's go, Caroline. <laughs> right, uh, it's a religious theological discussion hour, and yeah. your time starts now.
2: That's my opinion and my submission. Okay, well, okay. Except for the god bit, what did you say you should do? Just because she blanked, she, she actually went. He... She was
1: briefly unconscious when you said. <laughs> <that>.
2: <laughs> yes, I was.
1: <laughs> it, uh, might so... have been, it might have been rapture.
3: <laughs> so it's in the past. It, it, she probably hasn't told him about every single sexual encounter that she's had. It's not a massive issue. It's just something that he went through.
4: It's a massive issue.
3: Why?
2: Why is it a massive issue? I also feel like if she does really love him, she'd be okay. I don't but know. But then
1: should he tell her about it? I mean, if...
2: If it bothers him so much... Let's role play this. he should.
1: Caroline. Yeah? I don't know we've been together for 18 and a bit years... Mm. He did go for the shower. He paid an extra <laughs> hundred real.
3: That's different. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'd love to bounce up and down on cock now and again when I was drunk. Is that all right with you?
3: I honestly don't
1: know. She's, she's not sure. Her face... Her voice says I'm not sure. Her face says definitely no.
3: No, that's my face trying to come to terms with what my mind's thinking.
4: <laughs> your, your mind is trying to tell your mouth, I'm a progressive person. If I should be okay with this. If
3: it happened me... I, the thing is, if you were telling me this now... I'd have an issue because you... Okay, so imagine, that, so imagine that we'd
1: just been together. We were just about to get married. and It's like, Caroline, yeah, I can't marry without telling my, my terrible secret. Why? But Just sometimes why, I, when I'm drunk, I, I like ask, a bit why of bum.
3: Why is it a terrible secret?
1: It's a terrible secret because he feels it's a terrible secret and he's not told her about why it. Why does
3: he feel it's a terrible secret? This is the thing. It's like it's a relationship he's obviously. He he's
1: obviously ashamed of it at some level. So he's homophobic. I think that's a stretch. That's tough. Um, I I think I don't think he's homophobic. I mean, He's clearly he's not homophobic.
3: Because he's embarrassed because it was a man and not a woman. I think if it was a woman, I, I, would it th-
2: be different?
1: I think he feels like that's not him.
2: But also, did he not say it happened a few times?
1: Yeah, over the, only o- once. over the course of a year, I think it happened, yeah. it happened a few times.
2: Yeah. I don't know. You hear of these people that, that, that gets married... And then the husband or the wife decides, after children, oh, I'm actually gay. Yeah. So if you did do it, then I would always be worried that if we have children and then you decide, oh, I actually do like men. Now the children are involved. Because you don't know. That feeling's not just going to go away. You did it more than once. So there's something.
1: I mean, there's something to be said about being young and experimenting. He was was a college at the time. He was in his he was but like he's, 20, he's,
4: 20 years old. His fiance is clearly homophobic, because that's what he's concerned about.
1: I think he's concerned um, about her and the reaction of her family. I, I, but I he doesn't that, have to tell the family. family doesn't he? Yeah. No, but she's I, I, religious, the, so
3: she's going to be potentially...
1: The tone of the question suggests that if he tells her, she's going to run and tell her mum, and then... I don't know. That That's kind of how I... She's
3: going to find it difficult to accept.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think if he tells her she walks Thanks. but yeah. I still think he should tell her and if she walks then it probably wasn't meant
4: to be I think that's the way it's a tough one to do it's a tough but thing to you, say. Need to, you need to say it mm-hmm. you can't keep it mm. because if, you, if you're texting people online about your problem then it's gone too far already mm. Yeah,
1: if you're sending this shit it's into, out. into a podcast then there's something fucking wrong with you no there isn't, please send in your problems and questions no,
4: it's definitely coming out
1: Oh, is he coming out?
4: At some point, it's coming up. Just rip off the band-aid and get it done because you're not keeping this a secret for the rest of your life. It's fucking impossible. If 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 you're texting people before you've even got engaged or... This is clearly going to eat you up for the rest of your life. That's true, yeah, get but when they're, they're not even
1: at the stage. They've been together two years. You're
4: not even married now. Yeah. The kids will come, and then if there's, if there's kids involved, it's more de- No, just, I'm a, I'm just a little
1: bit worried about we've been together two years, and we're living together a year, and we're probably going to get married and have a family. I think that's a big load of expectation to put on your own shoulders, given that that was just, no. Oh, I just think we're going to settle down and live together forever. No, Shall because we...
3: you know quite quickly... When you're with somebody, if it's something that's gonna, if
1: it's got, you can say something's got legs, but to say, you know, well, I think, well, I'm in my early, was it early twenties, mid twenties? I think in your mid twenties is a is a a big time in your life to say, yeah, we're going to get married and have kids. That's all. Yeah, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. got and and the lovely
4: children. You've got to, you've got tell the secret. There's yeah, because no if it's
3: on it. his, if it's on his mind that much, then he has got to tell her. And
0: hope that she's Yes. Wins. Because if it's not...
4: going on the internet seeking advice, yeah. He needs to you tell go, her. You've got to tell her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's listen to what Amy's got to Bringing say. Bringing that up is not
4: going to be an easy conversation.
1: let you,
4: Amy.
5: Well, hola there, hombre. A saucy little tale you've served up, isn't it? You're giving the novella writers a run for their money. Firstly, let's just clear the air here. Human sexuality is a wild and wonderful spectrum... And experimenting, especially during one's university years, is as common as a dodgy kebab at 3 a.m. But hey, instead of a kebab, you hopped on the back of a stallion. Whoa, Nellie! Here's the lowdown, my friend. Every single person on this planet has a past. Some are tamer than others, and then there are those who've had their very own disco stick moment. Your girlfriend, with her halo and hymn book, has a past too. It might not be as rhythmically charged as yours, but trust me, she's got her own set of secrets she wouldn't necessarily want, aired in the Sunday sermon. So, on to the conundrum. Do you spill the beans, let the cat out of the bag, and potentially risk it all? Here's a wild thought. What about starting by discussing sexuality in general terms? You know, the friend-of-a-friend approach? Discuss a story about someone you know. Hypothetically, of course, who had a one off fling, and gauge her reaction. It could give you a little peep into her level of acceptance. The real question isn't about your short lived side gig as a jockey, it's about honesty, understanding, and acceptance in your relationship. If she hightails it because of a couple of wild nights you had years ago, then perhaps she wasn't your forever after all. On the flip side, If you believe this is a detail of your past that doesn't define your current relationship and won't affect your future together, you might choose to leave it in the past. Some secrets are like tequila shots, better left forgotten. Whichever way you lean, find a confidant, even if it's an anonymous forum or helpline. Keeping things bottled up is as effective as trying to keep a lion in a cat carrier. It's going to come out sooner or later, and it's going to be loud. And if it all goes to shit, can I give you the number for a friend of mine? Sounds like he might be right up your alley. Chin up, stride forward, and remember: no matter how bumpy the track, there's always a finish line. Ride on, Amy.
4: Don't ride on. What? What?
2: What, w- what would you want if I had an uh, experience? Truth. Always truth. Just
4: truth. Okay. Just truth. Is it? What
2: would your reaction? Like, no. What would your reaction be?
4: I don't it's, it's, it feels easier the other way around.
1: Yeah, that's true. It does.
2: Yeah, true. I think oh, right. that way around. Yeah, like, I yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So like, is it is different. Like, yes. What
4: would you do if I? Wow. Oh. See, just the thought is yeah. different.
2: I don't know. I don't know. It would always be in my mem. It would always be. I would think about it until and it would be, having having be wrong. But why is it any more wrong than obviously if he was with other girls before? Because society made it hard for women to do it. I huh? feel like I went. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. No, so, I yeah. don't mean that. I mean, like, oh. so
3: Johan obviously had relationships with other women. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that he this is a then
4: road to go down?
2: Thinks about <laughs> those other women. No, I don't think even if well, if it was a man, if it, if it was a man, I wouldn't. Oh, Caroline! Sorry, no, no, not But don't there's know. no difference, really. Mm, I think just the the visual for me is wrong.
3: Yeah. I like think it, I, it would definitely would take some woman, accepting. Some it would take somebody. some accepting because it would be a massive shock, wouldn't
1: it? Is it better if, if it... he's the top or the bottom? Huh?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Well, is, is he the he's the giver or the receiver? I mean, is it is it better if he's? Oh,
0: um,
1: does that make a difference? I don't know if it does. Um, but the thought of him bouncing coming down on the end of someone else's cock might be different to the thought of him.
3: <laughs> well, I'm getting a visual now.
1: Bending, <laughs> bending some poor barman over. Bending some poor barman over, giving him a working over.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Does that make a difference? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I feel like it does.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, if you so if, you get, if you're going to do this I shit, feel like be the that's top. That's your
2: preference. You were giving it. You wanted it, so you were giving it. If you were receiving it, I could maybe in my head I could be like, okay, you didn't really want it. you, just, oh, you so, were just for polite. Like okay, golf. so
1: I was seeing it. I was seeing this the other way around, in that like, if he was just smashing in a hole, that was fine.
3: Yeah, because it could be any hole's a goal.
1: But if he was taking it, then he really wanted to get fucked uh, in the ass.
2: Okay, if you put it
3: like so, that. So now you've
1: <laughs> you've just flipped that on his head. Mm. So now I'm very confused.
2: I'm am I'm confused too. It
4: it's sounds okay. like that guy
2: was
1: really confused. difficult. One. Yeah, it's easy to like say, "Oh well, that's just fine." It was in his past. But when you actually drill down in <laughs> when you drill down into it, <laughs> for now <laughs> when you drill down into the scenario, if you put it in your own life, it's very different, isn't it? Yeah, well, I
3: just think I'm not. Judging aside, I would want to know if you'd had that in your past, just because it would obviously be quite a big thing. It
4: might be. It would be
3: a significant part of your life.
4: There's also like a green window of when. You can divulge this and then that window closes. Yes. yes. So that person, is, you can't. it's almost too late. Now.
3: It is too late, probably.
4: It's can't. almost too late now. So
3: I don't think they've been together
1: two years. I don't. Yeah, think... they're living together.
4: So You're sharing calls and stuff. When they, before you do they get all to the, that stuff in the beginning, before, before engagements, it has to happen before they're engaged. Yeah,
1: before they get to the point of let's get married and live together forever, they need to have had the conversation or it never needs to be spoken You see about. the green
4: window now. He needs to have the conversation because she, he's really I think, worried I think, about that. I think
1: we should probably call it a brown window.
3: He needs to get her absolutely shit faced and then tell her, and then she'll have forgotten the next day. But he'll have offloaded.
1: Is that after he's fucked her in the ass?
3: No. <laughs> he'll have offloaded. His, he will
1: have offloaded. Yes.
3: His whatever it is. She'll be thinking,
1: "What's that dribbling out of my bum?"
2: Tell her. <sighs> it would still be a lot of questions. Like, how did it start? It's not going to be was a Was they flirting before? And then she doesn't sound like a did, funny person. And then person. she's going to ask, she why did it like happen again? In my again? Head,
4: she's not a fun, funny person that, no, it that'll doesn't make sound jokes that about like later. She's,
1: she's not going to be saying, Did you swallow? <clears throat>
4: oh, fuck's sakes.
2: I would be more worried if it was a once off, maybe I can get over it. But because it happened over would and it over again. Would it be different again? if it was prostitutes? Like, female prostitutes?
3: Is that different? Is it because it's a man? Yes. Right.
1: So the question is sexuality rather than promiscuity, which is like when you're at university, I didn't go, but I'm I'm told that people have sexual intercourse quite a lot at university instead of doing their work.
4: I think prostitution would also be a deal breaker for me.
3: What about a threesome with another man? Like if it was him and a girl and another man? Like you might
2: still like brush against.
1: Oh, it accidentally ended up in my mouth. Yeah, my, I feel that that's okay,
2: because that's experimental. But,
1: that, a, but this was experimental, okay, so why wait, is it okay I with know. two people but not? with... I know. Why is it okay just, with three people but not with two people? So I think that's a bit hypocritical. I think you just need to have a word with
4: um, have a word with yourself about that. I think we're homophobic, and we don't want to say it.
3: No. I think I think, I think not. I don't you're think not you're homophobic. I think you're just not like it doesn't seem like a natural. I'm fine
4: thing. with other people. Yeah. Not, it's not for me. So yeah. I can not imagine yeah, yeah. that in the, in that that situation doesn't exist in my head. So I think that
1: yeah. I think that's something I don't think that makes you homophobic. I just think that it's difficult to imagine a scenario in which can't, you, you can't ever imagine yourself that being That scenario
4: doesn't exist yeah. to me. So Yeah. It's difficult to imagine. So in my head you have to yeah, I have to say. You I wonder got if to, it would be it's a similar
3: issue if it was two. If it was a gay couple and one of them had had sex with, a and woman. they'd never told that person. I wonder if they. I wonder if the gay couple, the other, yeah. the other partner, would have an issue with the fact that their person had had sex with a woman. A woman. Do you know? What no, I, I don't know. Like, yeah.
4: I, know, I, know, I don't know seems more acceptable somehow mm, A lot mm. of people
1: who aren't heterosexual have experimented with heterosexuality know, whilst they were in denial of their
4: all these TV yeah, shows yeah. and stuff every every gay guy is like a is like a story of ah oh, I did it with a woman once and it was fucking horrible yeah. and he probably he probably gave that woman so many issues to think about for the rest of her life yeah uh, if nobody really ever talks about the woman the gay guy slept with. That's to test it out with.
3: No, exactly. But what, yeah. what I'm saying is... She was just used as a tester.
4: And uh, he, it's his happy origin story. Mm. And for, in his head, she was just a tester. But nobody ever thinks about mm. how, exactly. how did he fuck her up.
3: But, but <laughs> the thing is, it doesn't make that person homophobic. The fact that they maybe had sex with somebody and they found it repulsive.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I also don't like, the, I don't like the phobia thing as well. Yeah. Everybody says homophobic I don't know it, it, it should those terms should be equated to hatred mm. rather than fear because like yeah. xenophobia you're not afraid of people of difficulty. you just, just hate them just fucking hate them all yeah you're not afraid of gay people you hate gay people so yeah. it's yeah. not a phobia and it should never be called a phobia no I don't like that all of these things hide behind phobias because they're not phobias that's
1: very PC of you and very unlike you but I completely agree
2: yeah I do Anyway, I think you should tell her, but I think that the fact that he did it more than once would bother me. See, I don't necessarily think he should tell her.
4: And I think he 100% he's lying. He remembers his name. If he went back a couple of times, I don't even remember his name. No, you do. Don't lie. You remember his name. You know the bar he worked at. You know everything. Mm -hmm. If you went back a couple of times, that was a significant experience in your life that's been haunting you for your entire life now don't act like if well, it was I a once-off I, thing yeah but he went back exactly he knows exactly who this person I is. i think that's where they drank
1: five nights a week yep i think under the circumstances i agree with caroline and you don't tell her only because i feel like it's set up as a if i tell her it's dumb i think don't tell her see how it goes i also don't think nail yourself to the master we're going to get married and have kids now because I feel may- like I feel like there are some things going on there and
3: maybe still have that conversation so that you can gauge what that other person Yeah, oh, is that as, that in the yes. as the AI the friend, of of like, a friend. Oh, I've got this
1: friend who, who a a barman. He,
4: he, he describes need- his relationship as a natural progression to marriage which yeah. is just like an automatic thing it's a choice mate hmm. you get to decide if you want to ask this woman to marry you yeah. and he makes it sound I- like this is just happening down the line. We I feel just, like there's just, a lot of familial just, pressure, yeah. and they sound same. like
2: he's a big fan of the family. No, so
4: just, no, they sound that's like be sure. Yeah, he's just going through the steps now because he's stuck.
3: And maybe he yeah. needs to have that conversation. So, he, and if she's completely like, "Oh my God, that's disgusting," and like, "You should never do that," and not, if you had if done
1: that, if that was you, yeah. I would. Yeah, then, then he should he, reconsider. Then his, he
3: needs to really think: Is this the woman for me?
1: Because yeah. what Bianca said actually earlier was right. Whilst it's like, oh, well, I'm as straight as a die and this would never happen, and you don't know what situation might present itself in the future, and
0: mm-hmm. yeah. he
1: might just be bisexual and that might just be sometimes his thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe she's borrowing in a car for a long time. <laughs> and, uh, she's, because she's older than he is, so, and living with her probably.
1: Well, she should pay Ash. You should pay its fair share for the car, that's for sure. (laughs) I mean, we've been there and done that. Hi, guys. And girls, as it turns out. Hi. Anyway, here is my conundrum. It's not earth-chattering, but I have an issue that I'm not sure how to address. Maybe you can help. I live in a small town in the north of England with my wife and two kids aged 10 and 12. My life is pretty average. We both have decent jobs, which means that even with the shitty times we're going through at the moment with the cost of living crisis... We get by without too much trouble we've had to tighten our belts a bit but i'm grateful that we are not in the awful situation that some of our friends are in i have always been sensible with money and i believe in saving for a rainy day we haven't ever really had a rainy day with some lucky breaks with investments i have a tidy nest egg tucked away i'm dreaming of a mediterranean holiday apartment or similar in a few years to counter this idyllic notion my parents who are in their early 60s have just separated and will no doubt get divorced My dad has been a good parent, but has always been a shitty husband from what I saw. I know that my mum shielded me from the worst of it, but he would often go straight out from work, I think via the bookies, the pub, and would come home drunk, angry and broke. It happened less as I got older, but the more occasional episodes would be more severe. Once he didn't come home for five days, even his boss was calling the house to try and find him. I understand that there were also other women involved over the years. I assume with his dad and not with his mum. Uh, whichever way you slice it my mum has had a pretty raw deal and I'm glad for her that she has got out of it at last better late than never the issue is that my dad has gambled away all of their savings and is even in debt I don't think any of this will land on my mum's doorstep directly but there was still a mortgage to be paid on the house and since dad moved out he has stopped contributing financially my mum has worked part-time at the local post office all of my life it's just a way to see people and keep busy the money isn't great and certainly not enough to keep her and pay the mortgage after all she did for me as a kid i feel that i owe her to help her out i have enough saved to pay off what remains of the mortgage and this will keep a roof over her head for the rest of her days the flip side of this is that it shatters my holiday retreat dream i'm torn between giving my young family the best i can offer and keeping my mum safe and warm As I write it out, it doesn't even seem like much of a decision to make, but I feel that my wife won't see it as such a cut-and-dried case. So, do I do the right thing and help out my mum, who hasn't asked me for help, by the way, she'd just die before asking, or do I appease my wife and carry the guilt that I didn't save my mum from financial hardship when I had the means? I think I know the answer here, but I just need a nudge in the right direction. Best regards, Owen. What do you think? Well,
2: I think he should help his mum, yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that deal.
2: His wife doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> if, if <laughs> like, his wife doesn't understand. Yeah, she's a heartless bitch.
3: We don't know if he has any siblings. If they could help together, mm-hmm. because we can't,
1: we can't surmise over and above what was submitted. So, no.
4: but
3: it does sound like even a even dog if,
4: deal. Even if you're helping, you should maybe, if there's siblings involved, I don't know. I'm not going to say the right thing now. According to you, you're not going to like this. But then, you should pay the mortgage and. Do kind of a contract that he gets the money back if the house was to go and yeah, mom is, was is. to go one day, that percentages of the house would be returned to him, and that you could just look at it as an investment rather no, than. I, I agree. because right. yeah. the the money the money needs to come back. The simple yeah.
1: way the simple way of doing it is being have to buy the house.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You buy the house. The house is yours. Then, but if there's siblings involved, then 50 Then the fifty percent moves on to like a 60-40 or 70-30 split if you if you're helping but even That's if
2: there's just, no siblings if he buys the house for it, then he still has his little nest egg yeah so
4: yeah. it's an investment really um, yeah yeah uh, what are you gonna mom gonna go on the street you got mm. to do that but
2: I mean I have to talk with your wife see what she says and then but based on the what
4: mom, she says I thought just go with it or divorce her yeah <laughs> yeah it's an easy one but then he can't afford it because she'll take off.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he and his mum's on the street.
4: And he went from two houses to no houses. Help your mum. Frame it as an investment rather than... I, I, find, it, I find it
1: really hard to do mum questions. Mm,
2: yeah, because you haven't
4: got that, like...
1: I don't have the closest bond with my mother, let's be
4: fair. Yeah, but you know what an investment is. And...
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, from a financial point of view, it, it's no brainer it for me. Sense. He, for me, he just buys a house outright, and then she lives in it till she dies, and happy days.
3: Most people would want to I think so I, a, I think most people would have a hard time not helping if they could I don't know why
1: the wife is a yeah.
3: that
4: oh, maybe,
1: maybe there's history there and they don't get on but still mm. if it was the other way around and it was like well, we've got this nest yeah, egg but, but, I, I but the wife's s- mum needs to be helped out there'd be no question yeah mm.
4: yeah
3: but that's, that's always an issue isn't it it's always the wife's
1: they can be bitches they can be
2: well this question was quite easy
1: yeah, just no stop your mom. Let's, yeah. hear, let's hear what our favorite AI lady has got to say.
5: Well, sweetie, aren't you in a Yorkshire pudding of a pickle? Now, down to the meat and potatoes, or should I say fish and chips, of your dilemma. This situation feels like the soap opera plot EastEnders forgot. And while I'm no fairy godmother, I'll do my best to sprinkle some sass-fueled wisdom onto this mess. Your mom's been a trooper, hasn't she? But bless, she's been married to your dad who, from the sounds of it, might have inspired some of the raunchier plots in Coronation Street. Now, you're thinking of paying her mortgage with your saved-up nest egg. What an absolute gem you are. Somewhere in an alternate universe, there's a golden statue of you next to a plaque saying, world's best son. But wait, there's a wife-shaped hurdle in this track and field event of familial duty, you have a young family, darling, and they might fancy paella, tapas, and Mediterranean sun more than the heartwarming glow of familial sacrifice. Have you thought about a cheeky heart-to-heart with your beloved? Surely she's got a say in this. Not that I'm trying to pass the buck, but marriage is a team sport, love. If footballers can have a huddle mid-game to decide if they'll pass or shoot, you two can powwow over a cuppa and some digestives." Remember, doing the right thing might feel as clear as a foggy day on the Tyne, but it boils down to what will let you sleep at night. And if that doesn't help, think of it this way. If you help mom now, perhaps in a decade, she might drop dead and you get the house anyway. Last but not least, there's nothing wrong with dreaming big or keeping those family ties tight. But maybe, just maybe, there's a middle path. Financial advisors, budgeting, or alternative solutions. There's always a way, if not today, maybe tomorrow. Chin up and keep dancing.
1: Amy. Buy the house. Yeah. You Buy can't house.
4: lose. I mean, the house could even go to the kids. And, and I think home.
3: also, the, the kids, and, you know, it should be a lesson to them to look after your own. Old people. <laughs> right,
1: let's do. Question six. tequila.
2: Oh, no. It's not for me.
1: No, 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 no. no I can't no. do it, alone. Tequila. You
2: need something. No, no, I can't. I really can't.
1: Cocaine it is. That
2: will be my downfall.
1: Right, OK. Here's a fun one for question six. Yay. Please help. My boyfriend's parents caught us having sex. He'd assured me they were out for the day when they came home suddenly. I was half naked in the front room. Now his mother clearly hates the sight of me and his father keeps giving me weird, creepy smiles. (laughs) My boyfriend claims that they are fine and have forgotten the whole thing. But I feel so embarrassed about visiting now. I'm 23 and I feel like I should be handling this better. Should I have it out with them?
3: It's just one of those things, isn't
1: it? I don't know. I've never been caught having sex in front of my in-laws.
3: I've had my... um... (laughs) <laughs> oh, I've had a few things, actually. <laughs>
1: okay, it, it's confession we're, time. We're,
3: no, we're not going to that one, but...
1: Oh. Um,
3: no. I'll have a little one with you, not a full one. You want one? Oh, Go then, come, then. come on,
1: then. Fuck me, it's tequila time but I hate so tequila. So I've had
3: Andrew, so my ex-husband, I've That's had key his key mother way, come so home when we nice were in the bedroom and her open the door a bit but not come all the way in and then him go downstairs and then I could hear her screaming at him saying I don't want my house used as a brothel.
1: <gasps> okay. Ooh. And your
2: boyfriend? Yeah. Uh, we say that to your boyfriend, sorry?
1: Was uh, he boyfriend then or mama. fiance? My,
2: oh,
0: he no, he was, was my
2: boyfriend
1: then. Oh, here goes to kid. just get
2: married?
4: Fuck my life.
2: Okay. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Cause this is
4: your idea, wasn't it? I don't feel like I had this idea.
2: I was just saying, you must like. <laughs> look, you look sad. So yeah. I
4: was but saying, who actually said tequila?
2: Me,
3: Karen.
1: Oh. Uh. <laughs> right, that is the one and only tequila shot that I'm doing, just for the record.
2: Because tequilas is a pick me up, isn't it?
1: Oh. It is.
4: But most most. It's more like a knock me, me down. Me this is making me tired, though.
2: Then stop drinking it.
4: McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me mellow.
2: Then oh. drink something else.
3: Vodka.
4: But do you want me uh, something other than mellow?
3: I don't see that as a big issue. Yeah, it's embarrassing, but you move on.
4: Mm. She obviously thinks it's a big issue. Well, she's, she's a, she's a girl,
3: right. so obviously, if she, it was she a is boy, a girl. I'm sure she right. covered her bits up, and you know, it's like they know that they're having sex. The parents know they're having sex, and
4: where were they caught?
3: In ours,
1: in the living room. Who's house? The parents' house. Do they live? The in? girls'
2: parents.
4: Yeah. I don't know.
1: I they, they, they walked so in and found. Time. Shagging going on, but I, mean, I kids, are,
4: kids are staying in the house now a lot longer. Uh huh. Like Jorge was telling me in Spain, it's not uncommon to stay with your parents till so like in your thirties. Really? Eleven's going to be out at like eighteen.
1: I think that's the same in the UK. When you're seventeen, that doesn't matter. When you're seventeen, there's no strings attached. It's what can we get away with?
4: But like at twenty, the older you,
1: year, you start get... making better choices when when you're in a in a relationship or trying to be more grown up. Maybe when you're 23, being caught by your boyfriend's parents having sex is not such a great thing. I don't know.
2: I don't think it's a bad thing. But she's obviously... So, were they caught by her parents or the boyfriend's parents?
1: The boyfriend's parents. So, it it who wants better. to know
2: if they it need does. to talk it out? The girl? The girl, yeah. With no. the boyfriend's parents? Yes. Oh, that's weird. No, he should yes. do it. He should be the one doing
1: it. To make so, he says... To my boyfriend claims that they're fine and having forgotten the whole thing and have forgotten the whole thing.
3: They've not forgotten it. No, they're not they 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 just not going to talk about it until they're drunk 10 years later.
1: Yeah,
2: then it will be yeah. funny. Yeah. It
1: will be hilarious. Let's listen to what it's a the old issue? The old...
2: Canon. I don't think it's... No, it. just leave it. It's better to just leave it and go on as normal.
1: Let's yeah, listen just... to Parent Trap and see what Amy's mm-hmm. got to say.
5: Dear Awkward Adventurer, Oh my... Sometimes I'm so happy that I don't have a physical form, I'm virtually blushing on your behalf. So let's talk about your starring role in the pilot episode of Caught in the Act, Parental Edition. Fear not, dear thespian of love. I'm here to help you navigate this unexpected plot twist. Now, let's set the stage. Mom's displeasure. It's perfectly natural for your boyfriend's mother to be a little pissed after such an intimate encounter in her living room. Give it some time, and she might start seeing you as a human being again instead of an intruder in her domestic drama. For now, she probably gets a flashback every time she opens the living room door. Hey, at least you were with her son and not the old man, eh? Dad's peculiar pantomime. Ah, yes, the fatherly grin. Perhaps it's his unique way of dealing with an awkward situation. It is, of course, possible that he's just a total pervert and likes what he saw a little too much. Boyfriend's assurance. If your beau claims they've forgotten the entire episode, take him at his word. Parents often have a knack for conveniently blocking out their children's romantic escapades, handling it better. Sweetie, you're only 23. You're in the early chapters of your life's comedic novel, and these embarrassing moments are character development. In a few years, you'll look back and laugh, or everyone else will, at your expense. As for confronting them, it's not a must unless you feel that it's affecting your relationship with your boyfriend. If you do decide to address it, keep it light and humorous. After all, comedy is the best way to navigate life's awkward detours. In the meantime, embrace the absurdity of it all, and remember... Life is one big sitcom, and you're the star. With a wink and a chuckle. Amy. Might
4: also the fuck up. You're obviously yeah, getting having not.
2: sex. Like we you were doing we
4: stuff like that in our thirties and your parents so. <laughs> are.
1: <laughs> Shit hand-shagging
4: happens. Yeah, How would you
2: feel if my mum walked in to the room?
4: Yeah.
2: We were engaged <laughs> in when t- we were married already, or no? I
4: don't know. If he's, I to Olivia.
2: Yeah, you should think about it like that.
4: Then oh, Your um, no.
2: own. What would you do? Like if she's 23 and.
4: Yeah, no.
2: So you need to try to adjust yourself
3: to this situation.
4: You have to. No, I am who I am and it's going to be tough for her.
2: But it also depends. <laughs> it, I think it depends on how long they've been together. This. this yeah, and, this, and whether you like him, whether
3: you think that he's a good. Yeah. Suit. Yeah, it could have well, if he's a good guy, he
4: shouldn't outlines. be doing it under my roof. Yeah, no. Not in my house. Not with my daughter.
2: Not oh. My oh. oh yeah. <laughs> this will be a oh. Oh. different <laughs> way different. Oh, God. I showed my
3: parents a Not
4: video. A what? Not,
3: yeah. A video? A video of... Uh, so it wasn't actual sex, but it was It was in, Intimate. When I was pregnant, me and Andrew, Bethany's dad, uh-huh. bought a camcorder. Yes. And we obviously, oh, we've got a camcorder. Let's like video stuff. And we, he was using it. And um, I don't know, there was stuff that happened. And it was literally just before we had sex. But it was like the lead up. This is really embarrassing. We were showing, so then the next, a a little while later, we went for a walk with my parents and we were videoing like the swans on the lake. Oh my gosh. And the dog (laughs) running. Anyway, so we went back to the house to show them this video (laughs) and we watched it all and then all of a sudden it ended and then it cut to...
2: Oh no, what did they do? Well, Andrew (laughs) ran out of the house. (laughs) My mum went...
3: Oh, <laughs> and I just sat there on the on the floor, like. Did oh, oh, your dad did My dad. Was that, my dad said nothing. My dad said absolutely. <laughs> oh, I think that's, a,
4: that, good that was, that that was that's a good That was his way. That a good time to be British, though. That is. Oh, yeah. And that's, then the, the, the British is a good, a good. Dad thing engaged. My like mum was it.
3: trying to make us feel better, and she started trying to talk about the actual camera. And she was like, "It's very clear." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: that's helping.
2: Yeah, very no. clear. So clear yeah Could
4: and then nothing,
3: nothing was, and i was like well at least at least we're married we're married like blah 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 blah. and then i started saying well we were just trying to practice for like the birth so he was zooming in on that area because like that's what we would for the birth and anyway it was a lost cause but anyway nothing was <laughs> nothing was it was never mentioned again apart from god when was it when um years later so
4: your dad saw it
3: my dad yeah my dad saw it and years and you years fucked and years up your dad for
4: the rest of his life. Later, <laughs> my dad fucked. mentioned
3: it again. Your dad's
4: fucked. He's fucking it. My dad was
3: already fucked. Like my dad left an article it. about chastity on the stairs for me to read when I was a teenager. And I stomped over <laughs> it every oh day. Like, I'm not fucking reading that.
1: <laughs> As I said at the beginning of the pod, the life part of this podcast really is you, the listener. Without your questions and problems, we are nothing. If you have a problem, conundrum or question that you think would work on the podcast, or you just want to get it off your chest, please send us all the details. As I said before, you can be as anonymous as you like and the problems can be about anything at all. Email us, helpme, that's one word, at blurredwisdom.com. Send us a message on x slash twitter at bloodwisdom or Instagram and threads at BloodWisdom Pod. We really do look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening.